0: Right, so taking a break is like why do you take a break? You know, what are you doing? What are you doing, hun? Yeah. But for me, I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna burn the candle at both ends, and I, I got to the point where I noticed myself over identifying with my job, and I want people to realize that your job is part of you, but it's not who you are hey guys welcome back to another episode
1: of open till late i'm your girl ness and today i have with me the
0: lovely venetia thank you for having me angel
1: no of course um and venetia and i actually went to secondary school together um i know i haven't been as positive about secondary school on my (laughs) pod so far but um the amazing thing about secondary school and i think just everywhere i've been in general is the amount of people that i've met um and um the people that i've like known since and i've been able to like reach out to if i ever and it's kind of cool to just
0: watch them grow i think the beauty of social media is that like, there's no beef that we've just grown apart or whatever but if you see them and you see them on their stories or on their instagram posts etc etc it's just nice to see from a distance like someone you know sort of growing well. and glowing and it's a nice thing to have i think social media is great in a sense you kind of can kindly watch from a distance
1: exactly so it's been it's been great to like um witness you on your journey and that's why i wanted to bring um venicia on yeah um so yeah do you want to tell the people a bit about yourself for
0: sure um so i'm going to keep this really succinct because <laughs> i think it, it definitely eats into some of the rest of what we're going to touch on in the rest of this podcast but i used so fresh out of university i studied sociology um I wanted to become a documentary maker. I love to produce and direct. Louis Theroux was my hero. Um and I wanted love to him. yeah, <laughs> wanted to present, produce and direct my own documentaries. Uh then went into TV classic sort of runners making cups of tea, running around being just everyone's sort of like it girl for like any sort of junior creative role. Did that for a bit, kind of worked my way up the ranks from runner to researcher to assistant producer. And then um I got let go from one of my jobs, and we're gonna obviously go into that. But then that birthed the world of becoming a fitness instructor for group fitness, and so I'm a cycling instructor. I group, I teach group classes, um, and for those who have never been or don't really know what it is it is imagine like a club vibe but everyone is working out the music is fire your instructor is just like everything and more and you're just working out for 45 minutes and it's the most empowering thing and it's literally like a club but instead of double vodka lemonades it's protein shakes like think of it Woo, like that, like, that the, that's the so best easy. way I can describe it other than you coming and doing it but um, especially during covid I think it is the closest thing you're going to get to a club and to being around bodies. Do you get what I mean? you, okay, you're so capacity. good at marketing. Look yeah, you honey, slide into the in. DMs. I will give you a guest pass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for real talk though, after this, you come into my class. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. I would say, and then I'm vlogging, and I'm looking into. Um, I know it's one of my goals this year, but I think because of COVID, it might be a next year goal. Because I didn't realize how close December is. Oh yeah, it's I'm around the shook. corner, baby. <laughs> I am shook. I looked at my calendar and I was like, oh my god, I still have these things to achieve. So it might be a, a next year goal. But I knew um, from this, it was like I was looking at sort of fitness modeling because it very much ties into, Ooh, um, yes. you know, the, my vibe. But also, um, I've looked at you know JD Sports. So I've looked at all these campaigns and they've. They're starting to cast individuals who look like me, sound like me. And because oh, of that yeah, representation. you the
1: people where you're from? So
0: born and raised in West London, just like my girl, Vanessa. Woo-woo-woo, but what uh, gang. Um, <laughs> but my mum is Filipino and my dad is Indian. So I've got this real sort of mix. And I think in the, in the fitness, fitness sort of modelling world, I think this ethnic ambiguity definitely plays into my favour because you can definitely dress me up and change me up a little bit more. And I just thought, yeah. i I got cast i mean i got um scouted randomly last year by by an agency and um i didn't actually know what was happening because i was i was actually looking after my friend's dog and i actually went um in to pick up some some dog food for for him and i was like oh i've got some time to kill so i went into this store next door which had the you know those big coffee table books which are like full of they're like bougie as hell and yeah. They've got gorgeous pictures and you're just like wow and it was literally a uh, like a photography store full of those kind of books so I was like oh let's have a little mooch around then this guy like you have to bear in mind your girl you know I'm about to go do a class I've got no makeup on I'm just in some sweats and this guy's speaking to me and I'm speaking to him and he was like oh just come with me and we go across Um, across outside into the shop opposite and I go in with him and I walk in and there's all these headshots around the room and I'm like where is this the modeling agency and then he intros me to this guy and I'm like am I being scouted what's what's actually happening here guy who like I think he's like a head agent co-founder I think it's called the oxygen Modeling agency. Anyway, he gave me his card. Um, we sort of took headshots, measurements, etc., a bit of back and forth. Nothing actually came of it. But on reflection, what that gave me was one, the confidence. Cause I think the way me and you look, our height, our shape, our skin colour, back in the day that wasn't what was wanted. Of right. Of course
1: not, yeah. So
0: when that happens, even though it didn't necessarily turn into anything, I was like, oh, so I, c- I can do They're this. looking at us now, yeah. I-, I can do this. Yeah, of course So for me, it kind of, it opened up that door. So now I think coming out of lockdown, confidence is up, loving my body a lot more still, you know, I'm not 100% there, but I think looking at the life I want to lead... I was like, wow, I completely slept on that. So I think that's something I'm going to aim for uh, sort of coming into next year. But anyway, we, I, I'm ranting on, so <laughs> please <laughs> please take the reins off me. Sorry. But yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at so far in my life, age, age 26. Um, a career change was the biggest plot twist of my life. But anyone listening know that it's all good. It's all meant to happen for a reason. And wherever you are at this point in time. It's all serving a purpose even though it doesn't feel like it.
1: <laughs> exactly that. Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring you on. Um, I feel like um you've really taken what has happened in your stride and it feels like you've only gone upwards from there, really. Um, so like you, I had a major career change Amen. um Amen. F- for the fact that I also got let go. Unfortunately it was We love one, like, of ones, yeah, one of them ones, innit? it? One of like those unexpected Why drops. were you let go though? <laughs> it was like a it was like a it was like a racism thing Um, so obviously this was before the resurgence Mm. of the BLM movement but it was basically a back and forth of me not being able to get through to my manager about Mm. what she was doing um, and then me going to HR because I needed some support I had no like backing and then her going to HR and they basically were like oh her probation's up soon so you have the right you could just tell her to go. I think this is what I think. Yeah. Because one minute everything was fine and I was working, I was doing this and I was getting involved with stuff and I was being printed on like leaflets and wow, shit. And amazing. then next minute I'm being called into a room and I'm being told to leave my staff pass and go. um wow. Yeah. So it was really intense. um And this was in January. It wasn't that long ago. Recent. Very, very recent. We're coming up to a year now. Yeah. Christ. Um. And then, well, I'm. You're going to talk about yours, but just briefly about mine. Like that's when sure. I said. I'm just going to take the plunge and um, do this acting thing because I've always had it in the back of my mind. Yeah. I've always done it as like, or thought of it as like a side thing that one day maybe might pay off. Mm. Um, but I was like, why not give this a full whack? And I yeah. did have some things in the pipeline as well, acting wise. So I thought this would be the best time to just go freelance. I can do my like marketing stuff on the side yeah. and why not make acting the priority? Exactly. And that's what I did. I love
0: that. That makes me so happy. It's It's nice to hear another woman and a woman from an ethnic background really take something that could technically really send you in a spiral the other way but then to see that and I think what's kind of beautiful and what I've realized if anyone's sort of into the law of attraction and believes in anything like that it's really like notice that when you start to sort of get in tune with yourself and really listen to your journey that the people around you are literally on the same wavelength right like look what your journey is. You've, you ended up getting let go. You then start to find like notice that it sounds really it sounds cringe, but everyone hears it is the bottom yeah. line is your vibe attracts your tribe. So the stronger you are with who you are. Yeah. And the, sh- and the more in tune you are with, you know, what it is you want out of life and moving with kindness and love and really trying to uncover your purpose and moving with that energy as opposed to that lack mentality. Mm-hmm. Notice that the people you start to attract in your life, because the way I realized that, um, I know that there were External things that were Happening out of my control But when I look back At my life I've, I've only been on this planet For 26 years But when I look back If you look back At your life Anyone that's listening Look at the situations You were in The people you were around The job you had That is ultimately A reflection of the relationship You had with yourself So the guys you dated The friends you had The situations you were in
1: Wow I'm, I'm learning a lot
0: guys <laughs> In case I get
1: emotional Venetia's like, really like Speaking the realness Really right
0: though do look back at your life because as much as I was like, oh, I'm messing around with, you know, fuck boys and I'm in this situation. To a certain degree, I attracted it because I only felt worthy of this. That was ultimately a relationship I had with yourself is what's mirrored in the world around you. And coming out of lockdown, I decided to put my foot down and say, I am worthy of a romantic relationship with a non-toxic, emotionally available man. I deserve a job that pays well I deserve to have a life like this I deserve this and knowing that I'm worthy now and genuinely to my core everything around me started to change wow. so I think if you can find alignment and I, I promise you this it is difficult it is hard but if you really just take the leap and really stick to your truth and don't you know compromise that mm mm-hmm that's when the magic happens because the universe is like wow this person believes in themselves so much that they're going to take the leap of faith and do whatever it takes and obviously i'm not saying cross lines and be immoral but do your thing that's where the magic happens and that's what i've i've noticed in my life coming out of lockdown like the switch up in what i've manifested and what i've attracted is scary
1: really i'm i, I think i'm scary. on i think i'm slowly you're awakening on that journey. On the journey yeah yeah because yeah, 2020 sure. i've literally lost everything in terms of you were reacting
0: it's, it's rebirth you're being rebirthed that's you're what really everyone was saying being that's grounded what people have
1: been saying to me yeah and i'm only starting to see little bits of like manifestation mm. coming back around now mm. towards the sort of the last you know few months of the year mm. but 2020 i was suffering man and i yeah. was like what is this it's not my fault that i got let go mm because that's the thing obviously if you're being fired for because you did something wrong yeah. that makes a bit more sense but 100%. when it's unexpected and out of your control and out of your control you didn't like, put yourself why? there so then you're like what do I do so i mean you've kind of given a bit of um info about this already but in terms of when that happened like what were those steps in terms of um kind of doing that whole career change because you could have just said okay cool yeah. i'll just go for another run of job i'll yeah, just go
0: another be TV another job. assistant yeah, producer so yeah so i I'd been in the business now. I'd say t- TV. I was starting to hit the sort of tail end of two and a plus years. I mean, I don't know specifically, and I was, I was, I was let go not for a particular reason. The word that my creative director used was an ill fit, which was a lie. <laughs> I was like, "Listen, honey, we we know I was great, but." whatever happened like again I have no beef I'm so I've so forgiven and let go of the situation because I look looking back it was everything that I needed and it was the biggest blessing in disguise and I have no qualms with them and their decision like do I think there was a the wrong decision sure but as in looking back it was the best decision regardless mm. and um you think that's the first step by the way like coming to terms with it and acceptance it. is yeah. the acceptance is the ultimate control. Okay.
1: (laughs) Venetia said it here, guys. She (laughs) just said it point blank, period.
0: But like, get a pen and paper out. We're going to be dropping some one-liners you're going to need in your life. But acceptance is the ultimate control. If you can accept some of the most difficult situations, that's how you get your power back. And I got let go. And there was two parts of me. When he let me go, I was like a sense of relief like i had the biggest sense of relief i was like this job went from a job i loved to a job where i was crying myself to sleep not just well yeah to sleep as well but i I was i was crying in the toilets Mm. i was like you know you're so young you're young you're a you're a creative you have all these dreams but you're like you know you're doing still the junior stuff and you know you don't want to overstep any marks or ask for too much because you know they'll be let go. You'll be let go in an instant, and you would be replaced by the next younger and hungrier thing. So you don't really have the space to be yourself sometimes. And so when he let me go, it was a sense of relief. Honestly, I was like relieved. I was like, thank God, because at the end of the day, I was like in my head, I was like, I need, to, I need to quit. I can't compromise my mental health like this. That's the thing. I was going to quit my job right. but eventually. And anyway, then when he did it, I, I was like i hate you but thank you you know Mm -hmm. because i really felt like i felt like the universe was like if he didn't do it do i feel like if covid didn't happen i'd still be there for sure because i think when you're a young person and you're being paid a solid i mean it's not great money but when you're being paid to be a creative that's like a miracle especially from you know me and you we don't come from affluence we don't come from contacts like the fact i was even in the door was a miracle right so i finally they they let me go i was pissed yes but then I was also relieved. And then I decided that I was going to do a month long trip. And I was like, sod this, I'm just going to go away. So I knew that at the beginning of 2019, I was going to book a month, I was going to do two weeks in Toronto, and two weeks in LA. And then I found out that um, little backstory here, but I found out that I, uh, an independent documentary that I made with my friend. Uh, got accepted at a local New York film festival. So after that Amazing. month, I had like a weekend in New York to do my screening. So that was my goal, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let's what kind of job can I have that isn't high stress that I can just, I can just work, 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 and then I can fund this trip. So I was like looking at, I had a couple of friends who were at Topshop, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, I don't think I could handle retail. No, yeah. I've been there, done that. Yeah. So I was looking at local fitness studios that would just front of house like just be the pretty girl at front of house giving out towels and just checking people in i was like i can do that Da-da-da-da. i find a studio called ride republic uh in fulham west london so i was like cool um and then i interviewed they gave me the job and this is the one thing i really want to hit on here okay guys Which i think is super yeah <laughs> like get ready so i'm now starting the job and I'm working front of house, which is literally, like I said, it's just I'm checking people in for their workout, giving them a cold towel, um, smoothies if need be, you know, the drill. Um, and during my time working there at front of house, on eight separate occasions, customers said to me when I'm like giving them their towel or at reception, kind of checking them in, they were like, oh, yeah. um, are you an instructor? And I'm handing them a towel, being like, I'm clearly not an instructor. Like, why are you even asking me this? <laughs> but it happened on eight separate occasions wow. to the point where I couldn't ignore it. So I sat there and I was thinking, is this someone bigger? Is this the universe? Is this God? Like, what? Something is trying to communicate something to me. And then I looked at the instructors like they were vibey and I loved their lifestyle. An instructor lifestyle is so fire, they would just come in, teach and then leave so they can they can just oh. they just come in teach their class they can hang around if they want to and they leave and they can either teach at another studio or they come back later and teach again and it, i'm and gonna I, ask you more about that later but and yeah, i love yeah. that i love mm. that lifestyle that coming yeah. and going and then i find out that all these instructors are like either part-time dancers or they're part-time creatives or uh, if they do this is actually a second job and they're actually doing this and i was like whoa this has opened a whole new world. And then that birth group fitness, because then because of it, I was getting free classes because I work there and I was like doing all these classes. And I was like, oh, my God, my mental health's amazing. Like I'm working out. I'm getting fitter and stronger. My mental health is amazing. And I was like, yo. And then I was like, I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to become an instructor. Wow! So I spoke to a couple of the instructors at Ride of Public. And I auditioned at Ride Republic and I auditioned at another studio called Core Collective. And um I actually became an instructor at Core Collective first and then I became one at Ride Republic. And it was crazy to come so full circle from being the girl at front of house to giving you a towel to then leading leading the classes. Your own classes. Right. And
1: do you do everything? You do everything for yeah. the class as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah. I
0: make the playlists. Mm-hmm um I yeah so everything the lights it's like basically the way I would describe being an instructor is like being an actor and an athlete put together so it's like your fitness levels have to be up because at core collective in particular I have to do the class with you so I'm writing the class whilst instructing the class so your fitness levels have to be up there but also it's a performance you know there was um the India Bailey who uh, is the head of cycle who trained me at Core cool Collective. There was one thing she said, which was incredible when she was training me in the academy. She said, this is your party. Why should people come to your party? And I was like, Ooh, that's a mic Coming drop in moment. with a buzz. Yeah. So I was like, that's amazing. So like, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, which instructor you go to is a different vibe. One, it's their music, but it's also their coaching style. Like, do you like the way they coach? And, it's been a complete journey, this whole switch up, because it's allowed me to, you know, show this side to me, which I love, because being an instructor, you know, way when I was younger, I used to do musical theatre, ballet, dancing, everything. So it's allowed me, and I used to be a presenter as well, radio and TV. And it's allowed me to be in front of people again, which I've missed so much. You know, you being an actor, you love it. You love to be in front of cameras, in front of, you know, people. And it allows me to have that, you know. I feel like if I would compare fitness to anything, for those who haven't been to it, it's like theatre, you know, people in front and of And I you. would
1: have never, like, made that, I would have never, like, made that comparison. But, but the it way is, you've explained it, it sounds complete complete exactly theater, like that. Complete theatre,
0: complete theatre. And, you know, for those 45 minutes, you're the main event you know and that's not ego that is just love like to have i taught a twelve fifteen today and people are asking like one girl said that she was in the toilet because the changing room's back off onto the studio and you can sometimes hear the music a little she said to me and it just makes my it makes my heart burst she was like i was shazamming your music in the toilets Aww. like my head was like that makes my heart so happy um you know and people vibe with your music but also they were like you know i burned the most calories in your class I've never been able to do this, but you've been able to do this. Like your coaching allows me to go to these places and to give that to someone is. It makes everything worth it because fitness and I suffer from huge anxiety. I've been in and out of sort of therapy since I was 19 and fitness at any level. If I could just gift that to somebody for 45 minutes of just doing something good for themselves that's my job done and if that's why I'm just like trying I really wish I everyone could at least factor in two rounds of 45 minutes of some form of workout a week because your life will change full stop your mental health wow. your views on yourself physically you will change and it just it's just so powerful and so amazing what your body can do if you just try
1: Wow that's amazing um, and I feel like you're speaking to me as well as all the listeners because um, yeah I've also been in therapy for a bit now and I've kind of dipped in and out even when we were at Gumley I was seeing the school counsellor then and then uni I was seeing the counsellor and then now I'm in like solid therapy um, week in week out and I've been to a spinning class and mm. I've not. I'm not gonna lie, I've not enjoyed it. Yeah, this is the but thing. But I've seen it's, the benefits and I've been like, oh, it's
0: like is that something for me. It's it's the thing is with with again with with my studio, we don't even call it spinning; we call it cycle because but I was that's gonna what say, it is. is it the same? Yeah, it is the same thing. But I like I like the reason I like they call it cycle is because we don't spin; we're not spinning; we're cycling. And I understand what you mean because with some dependent on this st- one dependent on the studio to go, to, you go to. Is massive, and two depend on the instructor, instructor. you find. Yeah. and wasn't the inst- <laughs> the instructor is hard to find because there's only so much you can find out about them. You can only see their name, their picture, and maybe if they have a couple of music tracks on their on their bio on the website. You know, so I think it is a gamble because I ha- before I even became an instructor i'd I'd done a couple of group studios and i was just like i do not vibe with this cycle i don't really like this again the instructors i'm not saying they're a bad person but they're just not my vibe Vibe,
1: yeah right
0: and then you you've got to find a studio that you vibe with and you've got to find the instructor and honestly it is like dating you're you've just gotta put yourself out there and try different ones research it if you have mates who go see who they vibe with if you have friends who are instructors then obviously be like yo because you know it 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 is difficult. But um, the way I would describe my my class personally is that when I'm coaching you, it's the way I would like to be coached. It's I'm not I've been to classes where the instructor, you know, are a bit more. I don't like the word, but they're a little bit more bully. They're a bit mean. And some people love that. Like some some clients love it when an instructor is just mean to them. And that's what gets them going. But that's not my vibe. I'm the kind of person who only, in my studio, I only ask for you to do your best. I don't care about anyone else. If burning this many calories is the best you can do, let's do a little bit more. Come on, right? And I always I always want you to do your best in my class. But I also ask that you don't mess around. Mm. Like If you're coming into my class. Yeah. 45 minutes let's get it mm. but I'm not asking you to be the next Olympic athlete you know yeah but I do have people who are regular riders and professional cyclists like people who do my classes because they're training and then I have some people who just do it because they want to release and I welcome everyone that's my bottom line I will always welcome everyone but the one thing I ask for you is that you challenge yourself you do your best and like you just don't mess around Because if I'm here giving you 45 minutes, going out of my way to create playlists, to create to create an atmosphere that's going to give you everything, then I expect the same from you, Mm. you know, and the way I the way I work out, my music needs to be moody AF, like it needs to be gritty. I need to feel like a gladiator in an arena. I need to feel like it is a vibe. I was gonna say,
1: can you give me like yes. three tracks at okay. the moment that are Dope. on your Dope. playlist? Dope. Yes. And whilst you're looking for those, um, I'll just say that I will definitely be going to one of Venetia's classes. Oh my I'll god! Do you wanna hear what I played to today? Guys.
0: Yeah, go on. Panda designer. Oh. Yeah. Crimea River, not, Justin Timberlake.
1: I would not think you would a remix or the actual slowed down version for like a cool down or like a up tempo remix kind what, of what, or for Crimea River.
0: Crimea River, the original. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
1: wow.
0: Yeah. And Is
1: it for that slow burn like that?
0: It, no, it's a it's a seventy-five RPM. It's a jog pace okay. and it is a vibe. Like one literally even today, it's funny you say that. One of the girls who was in another studio, she was like, You played Justin Dimlake, Crimea River. And I was like, Yeah. She was like, This is why I love your class. I was like, Yeah, like I and I played what else have I played KTB, five AM. Do you remember that? oh i remember it, yeah, but I don't remember how she, it goes, it's a but great I remember sprint track and okay. i played what did i play last week as well i, I opened with nelly Furtado. say it right i played um what i love nelly I Furtado. Yeah, she's one of my old guilty, school well, she,
1: i wouldn't even say a guilty pleasure I actually she's really a like vibe she's amazing
0: yeah. and i played lots of sort of i play a lot of sort of travis scott And I I play Travis Scott. He has this one track called "No Bystanders," and it's just when I take you out the saddle and I take you down. Like it is such a mood, and because it's like a club, it's like like you can hear the layers in the music because the sound system is literally like a club sound system. Oh wow! So when you when I'm coaching you through certain things i really listen to the layers of music like i really use the music to really enable you mm. to sprint for 60 seconds when normally you're like how the hell am i doing that but i'm really using the music and my coaching and i change the lights and everything to create a mood to really coach you into pushing your body to places where it's never been before and so when people leave they're like like one guy he literally left and he like was like couldn't even walk and he was like Venetia and I was like yeah he was like that is the highest I've ever gotten and like that is everything like if I can I just want you to believe in yourself yeah that's the bottom line and if I can give you that I can give you that but the walking tracks were like AJ Tracy going bad by Drake like I have whole moods and it just depends on how I'm feeling but yeah I'm definitely I have everything that is what I always pride myself in. I will play everything in my class but know that like you once you come to my class it's it's like it's very Venetia <laughs> like that's okay. the way I'll describe it so guys Venetia. you've heard
1: it here she's offered guest passes so <laughs> oh no real please, talk just, up, just you know? follow me on
0: Insta and then mm-hmm. just DM me and I will for sure like get you in a glass so just amazing like, yeah, find me
1: yeah um so you spoke about like anxiety and kind of yes. that's kind of what took you into fitness because you said it helps so much of Massively. your mental health um do you want to speak about your journey just in terms of, of course how it's progressed because i feel like if you've been in therapy since you were 19 has anything mm-hmm. changed is there any like standout things that you've learned about yourself and anxiety because i think people tend to not downplay anxiety. I think it's but become it's very so, wishy-washy now. Yeah. And sort of overlapped with depression. Yeah. Whereas they are two separate things. Mm. And I, I don't suffer from uh, panic attacks, but I do suffer from anxiety attacks. Mm, love that. And I remember the first time I got one, it literally felt like I couldn't move. So I, I was standing like in a station. Crippled almost. Yeah. You feel crippled. Like you you can't move. You can't do anything. And, um, by the time I regained consciousness, half an hour had gone past and I was like, there's no way I've been standing here. And I had a train oh to catch, God. I know. And it was after work, rush hour, everyone was around me. And when I regained consciousness, I like felt like I was going to literally fall to the floor. So I literally ran to the nearest like eatery, which was Yosushi. I was like, I just picked up the first thing in the fridge and said, yeah, I need this and sat down like et it, like calmed down, had some water before I could How even How old like, were you when this happened? This was like last <laughs> this year. was last week. It was last year. Stop. Yeah. Oh and I and um I then kind of took that to um, who I was seeing at the time, which was my CBT um, therapist, mm. because I was like, this isn't normal. And I think, mm. yeah, people tend to say, oh, you're depressed, so it makes sense you're anxious, or you suffer from panic attacks, so you're anxious, but anxiety is like a whole it's a spectrum other thing in itself. Exactly. I, and think, it I think to a certain
0: degree we all suffer from it, but I do feel like there are portions of the population that do suffer more yeah, and that actually need help, like as in like one-to-one, whether, you know, it is one-to-one therapy group therapy or if it's like yo I need to do a fitness class or yo I need to take a week off every month because I just need some serious downtime um I hear that what would you like to how would you I want to make this specific because my anxiety journey is massive so what would you like to know in particular just the changes that's happened over the past yeah how long has it been 19 yeah so I mean um I've yeah I've been in and out of therapy since I was 19 I discovered, or had my first full-on scary anxiety moment at university, and I think quite a lot of people who are listening can relate because I do believe the discovery of a mental health problem is university because I do believe a lot of really challenging moments happen um, when you when you go to uni. Yeah. Um, and from there, I went into therapy at university, and then when I came home, I would then go to therapy with the NHS. Um. But again, when you go to uni and when you go do it through the NHS, there's only a certain amount they can give you. Exactly. So, you know, you're not going to be fixed after eight sessions. Yeah, it doesn't really work like that. But that's all they could offer you. And at this point, I was in shit. I was a little bit ashamed. I was a bit embarrassed. I was um, I was just grateful that I got it. And I, you know, you were young. You can't really afford therapy. And. Just like Vanessa, like my parents are, you know, my parents are first generation, so this don't really count, you know. Yeah. It's like, what do you, what have you got to be anxious for? Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a whole other story. But I, I got to the point where I started to get get make like a steady income during my work time in TV because I lived at home, right? So I could, I was sitting there thinking, I, I can't, I need to put myself first. So that's when I decided to pay for therapy. Okay. And for those who are listening, what I want to say is is that therapy is actually really really affordable you've just got to do the research um do the research I second find that. find someone there are people out there um and you, you you explain explain your situation say that you're fresh from uni or you're young creative or you're you're whatever the situation is mm. and explain that you need help and you are willing to pay but you know you are maybe from a low income household or you genuinely are and just not on that great salary, but you're willing to pay. And then quite a lot of, there are people out there who um, are therapists and they're willing to um, give you a lower rate if you either pay for more sessions up front, whatever it is. But I recommend doing your research. Um, again, finding a therapist is like finding your instructor and finding your boyfriend. It takes time and it is tough um, to do your research and find your therapist. But I, I now have an incredible therapist. She has coached me and made me understand things that when she when she would tell me these things it would be so mic drop but then when i'm realizing it it seems so obvious mm-hmm. it just that's what blows it was mind. there all it was, along. There, it was in my yeah. face vanessa like i yeah. literally was like ah oh. so um once I found her, I think that's when I really regained control of my life because my anxiety—I don't know how detailed you want me to be—but it did bleed into suicidal thoughts, um, and like I, you know, you inviting me on here, I want to give you as honest an experience as possible because I want to be the person I needed to be when I was younger, like the and person. That's what I, I, I say up. to myself all the time, "Hell yeah, girl!" Yeah. and. As a 26 year old, you know, mixed race woman from West London who has, you know, I, you know, it was it was it's tough growing up and, I, mm-hmm. I'm, no, and I'm by no means grown up like I'm 26 still feeling like damn 16, you know, like mm. um, I definitely feel older. I definitely feel more like an adult, but I still feel like everyone is just some sort of version of their inner child's trauma. Exactly that. Yeah, right. That's exactly. And. That, yeah that's what therapy does yeah it just heals with those really scary significant moments that you've suppressed when you were little whether you were bullied whether you were in a car accident whether your mum smacked you whatever it is your your body at a certain age till kingdom come is expressing those traumatic experiences and My therapist has helped me understand my pattern of behavior and why I like these things in the men I attract, or why I like why I do this when I get scared, or and it's just helped me understand why I act the way I do. Mm -hmm. And there's this one thing I wanted to bring up with you today. And this one girl mentioned it to me when I was traveling, I was in Toronto, and we just sat down. And me, my friend I was traveling with, and she brought a friend. And we were just sitting, food, wine. And we just got deep real quick, the way girl chats do. And she talked about this thing called transgenerational trauma. Have you heard of that?
1: Oh, yeah. And the 100-year (laughs) rule. Yeah, so basically,
0: uh, for those who are listening who don't know it, basically, it's about uh, generations. So, for example, Vanessa's parents or my parents, any trauma that they haven't dealt with in their life then gets transferred to their child. Mm-hmm. And the cycle continues. And the cycle if continues. Not dealt with. If it's not dealt with. So for those who are listening who may not believe in it or whatever, just hear me out here. If you have any fears, any anxieties, and you're just like, why am I even scared of this? Like, I don't even understand why I'm so scared of this. It's either genetically been given to you because anxiety, depression is genetic, first and foremost. But secondly, it's learnt. So if you've grown up seeing your mom and dad or a close family member or friend, scared or anxious over a certain thing, you'll start to take on those behaviors. So I noticed quite a lot of things that I was anxious about, blah, blah, blah. I was like, actually, hold up, where does this come from? And then I realized, oh, looking at my mom's behavior, looking at my dad's behavior, et cetera, et cetera. And the the reason I also work on myself so hard and so diligently every single day is because one, I'm doing it for my ancestors and the generations before me and two i'm trying to give my future child a life of as much ease as possible they need some they definitely need some tough times because that builds character but they need to handle their shit and not anyone else's shit and i've feel like i've been carrying a lot of generational trauma and your girl is tired i can relate yeah (laughs) your girl is tired honey (laughs) um And that's why I work on myself so much. And I think the magic for me happened in answering your question is when I found a therapist who I vibe with so heavy and I learn from. So you feel feel like that propelled the journey. Vanessa, if I could gift anyone anything, is like fitness in their life and a therapist once every two weeks, if possible. If that's how I could gift the world that, the world would be a better place. Just two, two two classes a week two two forty-five minute classes a week and then once every fortnight or once every week a therapy session the world will be a better place that would be my recipe for the world and I'm telling you that now
1: wow that would be my gift
0: to the world yeah honestly it's changed my life and I would that's why I always feel like when I see someone I'm like come to my class like do this do that because like I just want the happiness and the change and the the happiness that I felt Vanessa I have never felt before in my life Like I would say from 25 years Till prior I don't think I've Ever been happy
1: and do you know what that is a hard pill that sounds to swallow, weird, but, like I've but actually, I, I, I actually I, don't know what it means yeah, to be happy yeah that's that's what led me to acting because I was like I had a, like a quarter life crisis we love one of them honey yeah. it's a thing for those and who are listening and it's not a thing it exactly. is a thing when you hit 25 <laughs> you just you like you just reflect Ooh. on everything.
0: everything and that's
1: when I realised have I ever been truly happy if so can I even name two times where I think I right. and I couldn't even right. every little thing I was like ah no 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 oh no no no, mm. oh, no, no, no. It all had it all had it just you know yeah. and
0: I think even when we were happy we never really stayed in the happiness we then no. focused on the next thing to achieve yeah and you know I, another thing that has come up and it's very off topic but it's also this whole this whole age thing about how like getting older is something we don't want to happen but I'm happier the older I get and getting older is a privilege People need to remember that. It is a privilege to get older. Not everyone has the opportunity. But every time I ask anyone who's older than me, and I'm not saying by 70 years older than me, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, they're all just like... I just care less, and I'm happier. Everyone says that. So I'm I don't like, give a "Well, hello. Well, why don't we do that then? Why can't we get excited why can't we to do be, it now? Like, but like, now. why can't we be excited to become 40? Mm. Like, why can't we be excited to blow out the candles? And it's like, oh, don't ask a woman about her age. Don't ask a guy about their. Be proud. Say it with your chest. You're lucky you made it to that age one, and get ready. You're happier. You no, know more. It's, true. it's better. It's this true. ageism is so backwards and it drives me up the wall it's backwards but I think it came from and I'm
1: not saying but as in I oh, agree 100%. with this but the fact that people think that age must come with certain achievements and yeah. that's why I've always tried to say um, to, like to anyone personally I don't know if I've mentioned it specifically on the podcast like everything's in your own time oh, what will happen will I happen baby, like amen. yeah like and that's that like amen. I can't I can't no one's gonna tell you oh this needs to happen by right this time who wrote the fucking rule book anyway because <laughs> there isn't one it's I, your I, life yeah, you're and, writing your rule book. exactly <laughs> yeah.
0: like i just i just can't you know you're preaching to the choir here like i sit here and i, I think that's what happened during lockdown i sat there and i was like hold, hold, hold on like because lockdown forced me to sit down and I was stop like, and think yeah I was like, hold on who why am who's it just, just literally, like, I was snapping my neck and I was like, why am I rushing to get a boyfriend, to move out, to do this, to do this, to do this? I'm just like, relax, yeah, girl. Yeah. Relax. Because the more you rush and the more, like, I just realised that being, when I got into lockdown, I realised that life was working me and not the other way around.
1: Mm, and when, that, I, when I
0: got out of lockdown, I was like, right, I'm going to teach classes that fit with my schedule. I'm going to Make sure that I don't lose sight of myself because this morning I woke up and I've been saying to myself, baby girl, I could hear my voice because I said, I I said to myself coming out of lockdown, I promised myself I wouldn't lose balance anymore. Mm. I strike the the balance and I didn't lose myself and and I've been, I can hear my voice in my head going, Venetia, you need to take a break, you need to take a break. And I just kept ignoring it, right? Because you're just thinking we could go into another lockdown. We need more money, blah, blah, blah. Then I woke up this morning, tired, exhausted, overworked. Things that don't normally get to me are starting to get to me. Like all the signs are there to take a break. I woke up this morning and then I just emailed my boss and I was like, I'm going to need to take a week off. These are the week commencing this time. I'm going to take a week off. And I just sent that email that morning and... I was really proud of myself because what I was actually doing there may not sound monumentous, but what actually that was, was me breaking an old habit, an old habit of overworking myself an Mm -hmm. old habit of choosing money over my own mental health. Which
1: tends to happen, especially in like our kind of communities, like amongst our races. yeah,
0: Amongst ethnic minority groups. Yeah. Working yourself into the ground is Is, standard. Yeah. That's, That's all we know. Yeah. Right. So taking a break is like, why do you take a break? Uh You know, what are you doing, What are you doing, hon? Yeah. But for me, I was like, I'm not I'm not going to burn the candle at both ends. And I, I got to the point where I noticed myself over identifying with my job. And I want people to realize that your job is part of you, but it's not who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. oh that brings me nicely to talking about your vlogs because yes. the gems you are hearing here guys are not just exclusive to my podcast <laughs> sadly i'll um, be back though don't worry <laughs> Venisha does these amazing um, vlogs on her instagram about so many different topics most of which we've touched on today or yeah. were based off what's happened today so do you just want to go a little yeah, bit into about sure. why you
0: started it so um i've been meaning to vlog for the past three years so vlogging has been in my mind for three years to the point where my therapist actually has little notes on it she was like she looked back at her therapy notes and she was like three years ago you You mentioned mentioned you wanted to vlog and it's taken me three years to actually be brave enough to vlog and for those who are listening I want you to know that I've been wanting to vlog for so long because so many people were like oh you'd be great blah 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 I just didn't believe I was good enough. Mm. And it took me three years to believe I was good enough to do that. Um, and lockdown was when I just was like, right, we got some big pussy energy. Let's do this. And I just decided to take the plunge and do it. And my vlogs are on topics that I want to be vulnerable I want to share my story with you, but I don't want to just rant for eight minutes, six minutes, however long the vlog is, but I want it to be practical. So I'll always share my story with you. I'll humanize it. And I will always give you some form of practical advice, whether that's learned through research, learned through my therapist, learned through talking to other people, because I just want, again, like you said, I just wanted there to be, I wanted to be my dream girl. You know, I want my young self to be like that's who I needed, and that's why on, on my Instagram, like when I'm vlogging, yeah, I have a light ring, but you know, my skin isn't grey. I've got dark under eyes or whatever. Like I, for sure, I'm gonna put effort in, but I'm not gonna go overboard and be consumed by it because I want you to go on my page and just know I'm just a standard girl from Hounslow, from West London, and I've got cool jobs and I do cool things, but I'm just a normal girl, and I really want that to relatability. be relatability. I need that. Yeah. Because I think we live in such an edited and just such a posed world Filters that being yeah. being human is almost like a rarity. And I was like, yeah. So my vlogs are just very practical, very human, and the topics vary, but they're all quite similar if you think about it. Right. They vary because every topic you, every vlog you, that drops, you're like, oh wow. But when you look at them all together, mm-hmm. I just want them to help you. That's the bottom line. I want them to help you and I want them to give, I want them to give you the courage to then pursue your next project. You know, I want to encourage teamwork at the end of the day and, you know, that's, you know, when, for me, when Vanessa reached out to me, that was so monumental because one of my vlogs was about women on women crime and how women are threatened by other women and how we're sort of taught that there isn't enough room at the top so when we see each other we're threatened by each other, right? Mm -hmm. So when, I see another woman reach out to be like, yo, I've got a platform, you're dope. Let's do something together. That is so magical because it's so nice to see change in front of you happening because I'm sure we've both experienced women being threatened by us. Uh, That happened to me working in TV, Mm -hmm. uh, even working in the fitness industry. And instead of getting angry and then being like, I'm going to be mean to the next girl, it's like, be the change you want to be in the world. So I was like, I'm going to empower the next woman to become an instructor, to become a vlogger, to whatever. Because at the end of the day, what I truly believe is that the only competition you have is yourself. And if you let that really sink in, if you really, really take a moment to just let that really sink in, that is where you get your power back. Mm -hmm. Because society teaches you, there's only 2% at the top. Only a certain amount of people can do this. And and, and then before you know it, you're just like, well, I might as well just stay here and do nothing. Mm. Right? Because there's no Vanessa out there. Right? There's no Venetia out there. And there was a really great quote by Harvey Specter from Suits, and he says, Anyone can do my job, but no one can be me. And that's your bottom line. That that's is always it. you can't is, argue with that. <laughs> that is the ace up your sleeve. And yeah. remember that. When you're sitting in a queue for this casting job as an actor, or you're sitting in a queue Getting ready for your interview as a lawyer, whatever it is, always have that at the back of your head. No matter what, yeah, you could, you could have gone to this great union, blah blah blah, but no one is like you. That is the oh, ace stop. up your sleeve, yeah. right? And just just bring this full circle. Mm-hmm. My vlogs are exactly like this. It's just I just want to be like, just empower people and make them feel good and make them believe in themselves because I know what it's like to sit there and just feel like, you know, I I got to dark spaces of suicidal thoughts and thinking like death was like dying was the only way out of here Mm. that just just not existing would be better than existing you know and to say that that was a really dark point in my life and to then come out from that twice I was like I'm I just want to make people just feel good about themselves and feel worthy because I know what it's like to not, you know? Yeah. And that's sort of the main thing here. And that's why I do my vlogs because I know I'm by no means 1.4 million followings, but I look at it and I'm just like, if I can just engage with one person out there to the feel that valued, you're to feel like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to yes. get out of bed today. If I can do that, then my job is done
1: amen to that um yeah. there's nothing that that i can add to that um and i think that's a nice way to kind of um wrap up the episode it's mm. gone by so quickly, oh, so quickly because Venetia is just a beast <laughs> on the mic she knows exactly what she's hum, saying and what hum. she's come to do uh, you know um,
0: my presenter vibes kicked yeah in.
1: no because people always talk about my voice and i'm like hearing yours i'm like guys can you see the <laughs> the level the quality of voice like you give me such radio Thank presenter you. vibes I, yeah i used amazing. to do radio and
0: i used to do tv present but this Is my little claim to fame. I used yeah. to do BBC One Snapchat presenting, I used to do, I wow. was their social media presenter, and I was like, that was my little claim to fame. And then I got sacked, but it's fine. Um, it's <laughs> still we're here, honey, things. we're still here, exactly. But, um, if you ever want the vlogs, um, the Instagram handle is at I am Venetia, so I A M V N I S H A. Yeah, um, and that will
1: all be in the show notes. And I was going to get you to plug awesome. away, so yeah, yeah just Hun, plug I, away. Yeah, so before 11
0: a.m. <laughs> every Thursday is, um, on my vlogs. Um, And if you ever do fancy a class Please just DM me And then I can give you a pass And you can just give it a go Because at the end of the day The bottom line for me is like You know, I only get so, so many passes a month But I'm just the kind of person who's like Just try it If you don't like it, you don't like it But if you like it, at least, you know, you've tasted it and Mm -hmm. it could be like you can then go off and buy a membership or whatever. Like there are ways you can afford these things. And I know like when it comes to certain things, money does play into it. But there are so many ways you can afford these things, you know, and I think it's all about investing in yourself. If you can invest in yourself, it will come back to you. So doing little things like buying fitness classes or having a me therapy. day or whatever. Again, therapy. Again, it's paying for certain things, but it's all investing in yourself. And I think people need to do that, whether it's therapy, whether it's a fitness class, whether it's you know getting even a new
1: outfit, a new
0: outfit. Like spending some money and in investing in yourself, it will all resurface somewhere else and another great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you will be That's like, "That's why well, I do this podcast." Exactly, <laughs> and it's amazing. But yeah, so it's at I am Venetia. I. I i-a-m-v-n-i-s-h-a thursdays 11 a.m are my vlogs and feel free to dm me and i would love to have anyone who's listening because if you're listening to this like clearly you're a cool person um and we'd we'd (laughs) i'd love to have you in my class um and just let me know i'd be i'd be 100% down so thank you for having me on here vanessa
1: you are definitely welcome you've been an amazing (laughs) guest to have on here um yeah guys so you've heard it here everything will be left in the show notes um Thank you so much again Pleasure. for coming on, um, and hopefully this will not be the last time. Oh, you come I can't on as well. wait! I'm Manisha ready. Has, Honey, has we've unlimited got some. Gems. Yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, please also follow the pod on um, at Open Till Late Pod, and I'd really love if you could uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcast as well. Thank you so much for the love every time, guys, and see you in the next episode. Bye.